Welcome to episode 204 of Coffee Pods and Wads. Do you feel tired? Do you not want to find out the root cause of your tiredness and instead want to mask it with caffeine and fizz and flavor? Rain Body Fuel is a fitness-focused drink to fuel your performance and mask your fatigue. Uh, do you feel tired and want to wear an anxiety-inducing band on your wrist? Whoop are offering you a free 4.0 and a month off if you use join.whoop.com forward slash cpw. Um, and if you're already a member, you can go to the community page at the bottom of your app and join the show using com-cpw365. I'm joking, it's not actually anxiety-inducing. Well, I mean, it could be, I suppose, if you already, if you're that way inclined, I guess. Um, it's basically a recovery coach. For an example, I went out for a burger on Wednesday and had an ice cream. Uh, so, like, grease, salt, and then sugar and milk. Um that sounds so unappetizing when you describe it that way. Why didn't they, I mean, yeah, it's no wonder they don't put that on menus. Um, tanked recovery. Felt like shit. I actually felt hungover um, this morning when I woke up. Like, just was not pleasant. Uh, lesson, ice cream and fast food doesn't suit me. Will I heed that lesson? Probably not. Uh, Rad have launched in the States yesterday and in the UK today uh, at 9 o'clock a.m., Go and grab a pair. Find out why everyone who has a pair will not shut up about them. Uh, BurrBoxCoachDevelopment.com are also sponsoring the show. This is the sponsor segment, if that wasn't obvious by now. Uh, Nathan is offering listeners a discount to the online or in-person course uh, using pods on BurrBoxCoachDevelopment.com. Um, and he's picking one course taker whose mortgage he will pay off. I think that's what he said. The line was bad. Maybe he said something else. <sighs> Who am I kidding? He never calls anymore. Uh, the Hybrid Academy are also pals of the pod. Um, and someone else has apparently trademarked friends of the show. Uh, pals of the pod. Um, and they have their oversized range in stock. You can go to the hybridacademy.store and use pod 10 so that I might uh, receive some more value in their eyes and they might send me a pair of socks. Uh, today's guest is Mia Hesketh. Uh, we talk about parenting, competing, semifinals. I... I we didn't know where she was going to be at the time recording, um, but we still talk about semifinals and her hopes for 2022. Enjoy, listen, share, and tag. So, how's the family, first of all? They're good. Um, did I see your daughter started like play school or pre- preschool? She or is. She is. She's starting a daycare, but I don't know if you have something similar, but it's called like, um, it's not called daycare, it's called like day mom. So it's actually not like, um, or let's say like a public facility or something. It's actually at someone's house. Oh yeah. We, that's what Sloan does is that like, well, we call her, we just call her her minder, like child minder. Like yeah. she, just, she doesn't, I think. So here we have like crashes where there's like 50 kids. And then there's like um, that type of thing where it's like a person's house and there might be just one kid or there might be like three and then. Yeah, whatever, like yeah. A, this is super nice because it's a it's a girl and her mom and they have two separate businesses, but then they live uh, neighbors. So okay. each of them have like six, seven kids. And then so in the if the kids come early in the morning, they just like that small group. And then during the day, they are all together. So then there may be like 14 kids. And oh, then yeah. later in the afternoon, if they're tired again, then they're just like a small group. So That's it's good. it's super nice because she's obviously still quite young. Like she's uh, 16 months now. 
Okay. Uh, so we didn't feel like we wanted to put her into this like huge daycare with like thirty kids and. <laughs> yeah, and is she going? Is she going for like three hours, or is she going? For, how long is she's, she going for? She's going five hours Monday to Wednesday, so just three days, but five hours because then she gets like uh, they get outdoor play and then they eat lunch. She mm. have her nap there, and then we pick her up after that. So she gets like a little bit of everything. That's good. Yeah. And how did you how did you find it like say the first day she was going off were you like wailing at the gate I mean we're still at the the first two weeks are like building up so like the first week we were just there for one hour with her to play and then this week she did yesterday no sorry Monday she did one hour by herself yesterday she did two hours by herself and then today she's doing four hours Right. So today is the first day she's actually like sleeping there. And I was all like texting the teacher, like, can you please let me know when she fell asleep? Yeah. <laughs> and she sent me a picture like, yeah, she fell asleep in like two seconds. And I was just like sobbing in the car looking at the picture. <laughs> yeah, we're we're at a similar phase where our second child is. So my wife's back to work after Easter and yeah. he's going. So he's at the our like, what did you call it? Uh, day mom he's yeah. at our our day mom for oh like from this morning I dropped the two of them off this morning and he's being collected like now so like okay. three hours or four yeah. hours um but like it's an adjustment like I came it home is. and the house was empty and I was like this is fucking weird That's like where's so where's all the noise like where and like yeah. it's not you know you're kind of when things are shit like when there's a stressful scenario you're like oh my god just give me two minutes and then when they're gone yeah. you're like oh i don't know like it's oh, like what do i do with my noise? hands like where <laughs> yeah oh it was like that when uh, elsa were gonna sleep at my dad's house for the first time oh yeah and he lives three minutes walk away from our house so it's <laughs> like he's basically our neighbor and we yeah. dropped her off and then we went to training and like that's all fine because you've been with them like when we trained before so it's nothing yeah. weird and then we got home from training like with groceries and stuff and i just stood there and phil turns around in the kitchen and i just stood there like sobbing crying he's like what's wrong i was like it's so quiet where is elsa <laughs> yeah yeah why am i not it's telling so my child to put that down or like stop leaning over the edge of that thing or yeah. whatever yeah oh. um our like so sloan is She's a bit older than Elsa kind of falls in between the two of ours. Okay. Sloan is like two two and a bit. Yeah. Um, but she's recently dropped her nap, so she doesn't like okay. she doesn't sleep, sleep during the day. Um <laughs> which is just ignorant. Like it's just abhorrent that she's decided this that this is just a thing now. Where like so she's been staying at home. She's been going to the, the childminder like three days a week and staying at home the other two days because, yeah. you know, Orla wants to spend time with her or whatever. And um, yeah, it's a fucking nightmare. Like you're because she's <laughs> like she clearly needs a nap. Like she's yeah. exhausted. She's ratting. Yeah. Um, and like the nap used to reset things. Like, coming towards the nap, you'd be like, all right, OK, like, you know, it's, it's, time. it's time for the nap now. She's getting a bit pissed off and you put her down and, and then she's refreshed. And then the same yeah. thing happens coming towards bedtime. Mm -hmm. Whereas now it's like oh god like what do we do and then we're trying to get like the baby into some kind of routine where he's like just because it, it'd be so mean on the minder being like here you go we don't really know when he sleeps so best <laughs> of luck so luck. we're trying to get him into a routine but then if sloan's in a bad mood because she's tired she's like no nobody no. sleeps so no, she's like going around being like wake up Bodie," and like shake him <laughs> and stuff 
so yeah no that's that's our uh current setup so today great. yeah she went to the minders today the two of them went so it was it was a heightened version of like what do we do now like one of us because we had that with sloan where it was like one of us would do something and the other one would have sloan and then yeah. when Bodhi came along it was like one of us would do something really fast and the other <laughs> one would have the two kids and then you'd swap um whereas now it's like today it was just like we both trained together i painted like it's like i don't know what like and, and no matter what i get done I know, but no matter what I get done, I know by the time she comes home, I'd be like, oh, I did fucking nothing today. Like, because <laughs> like when she comes home, everything's so intense again that you're like, oh, yeah. I think the worst thing you could probably do if your kid was gone for a while would be have like a spa treatment or something. Because I feel yeah. like as soon as they come home, you just stiffen back. Up again. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I was looking up. So thank you for doing this, actually. First of all, I should say that. Yeah, no um, I appreciate cool. it taking the time out. Yeah. Um. I was looking up some some of your stats. So like the games uh, website is always my first port of call. Um, and like one thing that jumped out. So you you did your first open in 2014. Is that the first time you recorded your score or is that the first time you did the open? That's the first time I did the open. And then you qualify, you qualify for the games in 2015 then. Yeah. So like the next year. Uh, how long had you been doing CrossFit before that open? Do you know? Uh, I mean, I started uh, in uh, 2013. Okay. Uh, I started doing uh, classes. And what had you been like active before that? Had you been sporty, played other sports? So I did grappling and Brazilian jiu jitsu. Wow. Okay. Uh, and uh, I was uh, traveling to Brazil to. Uh, um i wanted to upgrade my belt and I, okay. I have been to brazil before and i wanted to go again and i knew like if i was in good shape i could like get a new belt and stuff so uh i wanted to get like fitter and stronger so then one of my friends recommended crossfit so i started to go do a few classes a week outside of my uh, jiu-jitsu training uh, and that's kind of how i got into it and then I went to Brazil and I got my new belt and everything was great. But then I just loved CrossFit so much. So when I came back, I just didn't do jujitsu anymore. I just started doing CrossFit. And was it, were you in Malmo at the time or where? No, then I was in Westeros. Okay. Uh, um, so... that's, in Game, that's in Game of Thrones, right? <laughs> that's in Game of Thrones, right. <laughs> um, sorry. Here with me. <laughs> I, I don't know anything about um, jujitsu. I know like, you know, I have a vague idea of how the sport works or whatever. But mm -hmm. so if if I start jujitsu and I want to get a belt, I have to go to Brazil to get it, or was that just no. what you chose to do? No, you don't have to. Like it's a certain uh, people that can give out belts. Like not okay. anyone can upgrade your level. Like it has to be a, a trainer and like a black belt, like the highest level. Yeah. Um. But I had been to Brazil the year before to just train. Uh, so you so like I, were you had you Olympic aspirations then or had you like professional aspirations or no I mean I, I take stuff sports that I do quite seriously like yeah. I don't really like to mess around like if I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it so I started jiu-jitsu and I was just like quite good at it uh and I competed at like well actually when I started it was not that many girls in in Sweden in our region that did grappling so I had to go like my fights were against boys <laughs> 
but then in jiu-jitsu, it was more girls. So I don't know, the difference between jiu-jitsu and grappling is in grappling, you just wear like shorts and a tank or something. And jiu-jitsu, you wear actually the gi, like the kimono. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you can do different things because you use that for like submissions. Um, so I just wanted to go to Brazil because it was a very good trainer there. Uh, like a world famous uh, trainer so I just felt like it would be a special thing to get my belt from him because mm. it's kind of a thing in jiu-jitsu like who'd give you your belt and that kind of shows also a standard um what what did your parents do did, are they did they still work or they retired no they work and what do they what do they work at I'm because as a parent I'm like oh my god if Sloan came to me and was like hey so I found this sport and I'm going to Brazil I'd be like fuck's sake <laughs> so my mom actually she was home with us for uh, uh, 16 years like I have a lot of sisters we are six girls yeah. so mom was home with us for 16 years uh, and dad is working in like um, marketing okay uh but uh i mean they have always been super supportive i think like my mom was gonna die when i left for brazil because i was only 23 and i left uh by myself for a month wow and had you uh, had you contacts over it like did you know where you were going and where you're gonna I stay mean, not like, really i sent an kind email of back, to backpacking ish kind of thing was it yeah, I sent an email to someone that doesn't really speak English and just said, like, oh, I'm going to come and train. And they were like, yeah, cool. I just booked, like, a hostel. Uh, so that was, like, a, a crazy trip. Uh, but it was really good. And then the next year, actually, because then I wanted to go back to get my upgrade, my belt and stuff, my dad and one of my trainers came with me. So we were okay. there for another month the year after. Uh, but, I mean, my parents have just been always super supportive and, like, believing in what I wanted to do and even though they think like this is nuts they always like try to be supportive and push me to do things and what you're so did you say you have six sisters or the six of you all together yeah we it's six of us so I have five okay. sisters yeah. and what are they all younger older or is it a mix uh I have one older sister and then four younger so we are born between 89 and 2000 okay so we're quite tight like 11 years yeah. six kids and are the rest of them like sporty are they all doing crossfit now or do they do they follow it or how does that work uh no it's uh the one that is younger than me three years younger than me ida she's doing both uh, weightlifting and uh crossfit okay uh she's on a team right now that just qualify for semifinals and she's been doing oh. like uh uh european championship in weightlifting so she, we are like a very similar path mm. uh the other ones are um have horses they do uh, okay, like cool. uh, show jumping and stuff and are your family aware of like what the games is and that you've been there and how big a deal it is and like you know what you've done and what phil's done like is it because i'm always i know when i talk to people about crossfit they're like the fuck are you talking about and like you know you can <laughs> see their eyes kind of glaze over <laughs> Uh, I mean, my parents definitely do. And like Ida, of course, because she's into this yeah. world of CrossFit. I think my other sisters are like doing horses. They have like no clue what. Yeah. They're like, what put they it in horse are. terms. What's the horse equivalent of what you've done? <laughs> like how, <laughs> how high is the jump? Like compare it somehow. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Um, when, when did you meet Phil then? Uh, so Phil and I met 2016 when I moved to Dubai. Okay. 
Oh, that yeah. was in uh, that team's team, the gym that I can never pronounce. Aliot, Aliot. No, so actually we met at Inner Fight. Okay. Uh, where he was working at the time, and uh, Carmen Bosmans was working. Okay. Uh, and me and Carmen had been at uh, in September 2015. We were on a training camp together in Iceland. And she was just going to move to Dubai after that, like a month after our training camp, she was going to move and we were all talking about it and stuff. And then I ended up getting a job offer. So I contacted Carmen again and I said, hey, I got this job offer. She's like, oh, you should come and work with us if you're going to come. And then I went to visit and then I got like a job offer from, sorry, I thought I was going to sneeze. Then I got another job offer from Inner Fight then where Carmen and Phil was working. Uh, so then Phil and I worked there for another two years and then we moved over to Alioth. Like, okay, so you, at what point, so say you start Cross in 2013 and then you do your first open in 2014. So say, I assume you started like late-ish 2013 then and then the mm -hmm. opens in February. And then like, is it during that open? Are you like, you know, okay, I really like this, or are you like, I'm really good at this, or I could be really good at this? Like, at what point does it turn into, I'm going to go to a training camp in Iceland, and I'm going to move, and I'm going to work at this, and I like, wh where do your aspirations turn from just, oh, this is fun, uh, maybe I like this more than jujitsu, to I'm going, like, you know, all in on this? So, quite early, I realized that I was, like, natural, strong, and good at weightlifting, uh, and that is quite like a appealing and exciting thing like oh I can do more weights and I can do more weights and like you know you get this like a uh, beginner uh, curve in the Peak, start yeah, as well yeah. when you're just learning and I had never done like any kind of gym stuff before growing up uh, so I had never done anything with the barbell before and then I turned out to be like quite good at it and very strong early uh, and then again like and I realize I'm quite good at it, then I take it super seriously straight away. Mm. Uh, so at the time I was, I was working at Ikea and sometimes I could work shift like from like 9am to 9pm and I would go to the gym at 6am in the morning to get my session done before. So quite early I stopped and doing classes and I asked the, the coach at the gym, can you give me a, can you write me a program? Because I want to get better, I want to compete. Uh, and then I just like signed up for my first competition. I couldn't do double unders, but then I practiced double unders every day until I could do double unders. And then like, it just kept going like that. But I mean, during the open 2014, I could still not do ring muscle ups. Hmm. Uh, so that was like a huge part that held me back. Like the gymnastics have always been a lot harder for me to get good at than the weightlifting. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I knew straight away that this is what I wanted to do. And, and you, is that like, do you think the jujitsu gave you like power, you know, like cues for power, we'll say for weightlifting that transferred over, whereas the, the skills maybe don't transfer as quickly over to what's required for gymnastics or what, or do you think it's just DNA? I mean, I would say both. Yeah. And I mean, also the fact that just like, I'm, I grew up on a farm, like, <laughs> I've been doing stuff like we had horses from I was I got my first horse when I was four so you, and we always had to take care of them ourselves it's like you're gonna have horses you're gonna take care of them mm -hmm. so we have to go out and feed them and clean their box and like uh, lift hay bales and everything like by ourselves when we were young kids so we've also always been very active 
And I think that's just built like a strong foundation because it's the same with my sister. Uh, she's also incredibly strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it's a bit both like how we are grew up on the farm and stuff. And then also DNA, uh, also like with weightlifting, uh, it's benefit how you're like, um, body compositions are mm. like I have a typical weightlifting body like I have short legs and a long torso so squatting like it's perfect for me <laughs> <laughs> but like you end up in good angles for the lifting right yeah yeah um so you you went to the games in 2015 mm-hmm. um and then like when you were there on the team were you like because obviously you're individual now mm-hmm. so like when you were there on the team were you like oh this is amazing this is exactly what I wanted this is perfect or at even like then were you thinking oh maybe individual like because there's always kind of a team or individual thing with people like with athletes and I'm curious yeah. like did you did you have aspirations to go individual then or is that just sort of how things panned out no I mean I I love being on a team and the fact like I was on a team with the people that I was like looking up to so much like they kind of headhunted me to the team and that's why I moved to Malmö because they sent me a message in the fall 2014 like hey do you want to go a team with us we're going to try to qualify for the CrossFit Games and I was like oh my god this is the people I just like stalk on Instagram I didn't know them or anything it was super random and I was like oh okay I'm game like let's do it uh so that year the games was like such a cool experience and I was just like starstruck by everything uh but i definitely knew like i wanted to do it more and better uh and then but i didn't have like set like next year i'm gonna go individual or something that just kind of happened with moving to dubai and carmen and phil was going individual like it was no team in dubai Mm. uh so then that just kind of happened so then for yeah for 16 17 and 18 like try to go individual uh and then back in 2019, then uh, got the opportunity to put the teams together when you could do the super teams. Because mm. that was kind of the first time we got opportunity to then put a team together. And I don't really, I'm not really team individual or team team because I think both are really fun in different ways. Mm. Uh, so, I mean, I'm going individual this year and see how far I can get. And then I don't know what's going to happen next year. But I do know, like, if I'm going team, it has to be with the right people. I'm not just doing it for doing it. Then I'd rather not go. Yeah. I know some people will be like, I go in team with anyone just like, so I go to the games. That's the only thing that matters. But if I'm going to go in a team, it's going to be, like, with a very good team with people that I like and that I think can do well at the games. Yeah. Um. Uh, I, so you, you – sorry, I'm kind of jumping back and forth here. Um. So when you met Phil, like how long after you met, like were you were you in a relationship then when he went, because he, was it 2016 he went to the Games? Uh, no, 2015. Okay, so were we you were together then? No, in, no, like we didn't know each other back in 2015. Okay. Uh, okay. I had no idea who it was. We were just, we were at the Games at the same time, but we never like interacted or anything. Okay. Uh, um. And then he, so he, he was, uh, you were in Dubai together then, started working together, mm-hmm. um, caught each other's eye across a chalk bucket or whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a dove flew in the window. Um, and then, so when, like, because I know, like, say I have, like, my me and my wife, or my wife and I uh, 
just did a workout together there a while ago and it was like an imam of you know every, every, like something different every minute and then you rest for a minute and you just huh? keep going and like we i don't know if we train well together like i <laughs> i know like say doing the open i'm i'm comfortable enough with her that i'm myself all the time and during a workout i'm not a nice person <laughs> like whereas if there's like say if you were judging me at a workout i just bite my tongue and i'd be like don't be an asshole to her yeah, <laughs> like, just yeah. say okay thanks whereas like when orla's judging me at a workout and she tells me like oh you're nearly halfway there i'd be like shut the fuck up like shut i do not <laughs> you are not helping me like this is not just stop talking to me um <laughs> but it's all said with love um so like I'm curious of like I'm picturing myself and her on a team and it just like it would not <laughs> you'd be well. like what a nightmare. <laughs> um and it's not like I, like purely from my end. Like I'm yeah. sure she'd be a wonderful teammate, but I'm just like I I'd be unbearable, I'd say. Um like wait, was there any kind of reluctance there in 2019 when that opportunity came up? Was there any kind of like, oh, are we sure this is a good idea? Or was it just like the right uh, thing to do no i mean i guess it takes practice to be able to like train and compete at this level together because of course it brings a lot of stress uh and like individual stress and then you're gonna try to also deal with your partner's stress and your own so i mean of course it's been taking time uh but i think it's just like to build understanding and respect for how the other person is reacting and also maybe knowing like, of course, things can be said during a workout that you doesn't really mean by heart. Uh, and we also been, we always been saying like, when we're doing teams and stuff, like if someone uses a tone during a workout or scream something like, don't take it too seriously right then. And we can talk about it after. Yeah. It's not, it's not fair to judge someone when they have no oxygen going to their brain, to be fair. Exactly, exactly. And I mean, Phil and I had like situations before. It's so one time in Switzerland and we did a team competition. This is our first team competition together. It's quite early, like in our relationship as well. And uh, it was a mountain run. And uh, I had really trouble with the altitude. So we were going to run 5k or something in the mountains and I could not oxygen myself. Like my heart rate was fun, but fine, but I could not breathe. Like I could not get air in. And it was this really steep hill up and Phil was like, come on, let's go. And I was like walking hands on my knees and I'm like, I'm trying. He was like, no, you're not. Try harder. <laughs> and I mean, that was like close to the end of our relationship. Yeah. Uh, but it was like, and then we had a similar thing. And when we competed in Dubai and we had to do synchronized GHDs and I'm a kind of this person of GHD that want to go like slow, but like continuous, like yeah. keep going. I feel can't go slow. He wants to go fast and then rest. So we are actually terrible to synchronize stuff <laughs> because we're the opposites. And also that was also a tough time. But I mean, after the workout is fine. Like, even though I hate him right there and then, and like never want to <laughs> see his face again, after the workout is fine uh, yeah. a grieving well, period after workout and then you yeah you give each other some space and then it's fine yeah 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 and i think um, when we went on a, on a team to the games we just tried to have like clear roles as well like who is going to be a team captain even though it's not a person deciding everything it, it needs to be someone in the team that maybe has a final decision if everybody's not agreeing mm -hmm. or 
Uh, and we just had that kind of set as we created a team to like make it as easy as possible for everybody. Um, you, so Elsa, Elsa is 16 months, is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Um, so when was that like last, like June, 12 months, is that right? No. Oh my God. I'm so shit at math. September. She's born in December. 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 Oh my God. I'm so shit at maths. What date in December? 11th. Okay. Sloan's the 21st. Um, so, okay. So she's one in December. She's one so year she and born. four months. So she was born. So you made it to, you did quarterfinals last year and she was yeah. like <laughs> five months old. She was like four months. Fuck. So okay, I'm not shit at maths. I was just in disbelief there. I was like, I'm definitely like, wrong. No, no, I have no, something no, no. wrong. Either she didn't make it to quarterfinals, or the baby's like five. I've made a mistake somewhere. Um, no. Okay. So so she was born in December. Um, okay. We'll we'll go back to to when you were uh, with child. Um, so like, did you? Uh, up until what point did you train I'll, I'll use the word normally but I know there's adaptations made I know you wouldn't be like doing like crazy heavy cleans or anything like yeah. Joe but like at what point did you train like normally of doing like you know intense training we'll say uh I mean quite long like I mean I try to keep like the intensity and like uh still hard training and just as you get along just taking more and more movements out yeah. that doesn't mean you can't train hard right it's just not with all movements uh and i mean early in the pregnancy i was still like lifting heavy and squatting like heavy yeah. uh then quite early i got uh, um issues with my uh like a nerve so i couldn't do squatting or rowing okay i had to change quite a lot but i mean i kept training until the day my water broke uh but i mean in the end you're exhausted and then i just kind of put like okay today i just have to do i'm just gonna move for half an hour and that's my yeah, training yeah. like no matter what that movement is if that is on the bike or some dumbbell snatches or you know did uh, you did you get much um did you get much flack for training like did you get many like messages or you know comments or anything from people because i know people people are great at telling other people what yeah. they should be doing yeah. um, especially especially people who'll never be pregnant like men yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. great for telling Most women what they should do men yeah like yeah. great text thank you i'm sure you know what it feels like uh no you do get the, the, the general rule of thumb isn't it like well this is this is all coming like third party from orla but i know her thing on it was like don't start anything new like if you never yeah. did swimming like, you know, if you never did like diving, don't suddenly start diving. Or if you exactly. never did like dumbbell snatches, don't suddenly be like, do you know what I'm going to start doing? Um, no. And she seemed to be similar where she trained. She did, she did two, uh, she did two propens, two pregnant opens. Really? <laughs> yeah. So she was pregnant with Sloan, did the open. Um, pretty sure she still bet me. And then she was pregnant with Bodie and did the open. So this is her first not pregnant open. Really? Um, but yeah, she was similar. So like she did instead of box jumps she did box step ups and instead exactly. of whatever you know barbell stuff she did dumbbell stuff and yeah. she kind of cut down on overhead stuff and then cut down on hanging out at the bar and all that kind yeah. of stuff um but yeah and like 
Okay, so you you were you gave birth in December. Jesus, you gave birth in December and then did the open in February and qualified for quarterfinals out of the open. Were you expecting that to happen? No, I was not even sure if I was going to do the open because I still hadn't do like I hadn't done any skipping, I hadn't done any box jumps or anything. Mm. So I was like, oh, should I do it or not? But then I just I really miss it and I love like the community and just like to be with the guys in the gym and I was like uh you know what I'm just gonna do it the first work I got released I can't remember was the first one the wall walks right yeah yeah I was like oh I'm just gonna do it and see what happens I try some skipping I just do small sets if I can get through two rounds or whatever like it's just for fun so they were videoing me and in the beginning, I'm just like lying on the floor complaining how tough it is for my shoulder through the wall walks. And I'm like tripping on the skipping rope and just like laughing about it. And then kind of way like halfway through the workout and just like the competitive mindset kicks in. And I'm just like, I'm going to crush this. <laughs> and in the end, it's a video of me doing the walls. And I'm just like making so many noises and like killing myself. Uh, but it was such a good feeling as well to feel like, the body was responding like of course the yeah. double up was very very hard and i didn't do any bigger sets than i think 30 are broken because i wanted to give my pelvic floor a rest uh but it was still like such a nice feeling to feel like i can be back in the gym and like push yeah. hard and then it was the same with the dumbbells and box jumps like can i do burpee box jumps and i just start and go and see what happens and uh but then I was like, oh, quarterfinals, I should not do quarterfinals. Like, that's stupid. And then Phil was like, you're going to want to do it anyway. So just sign up and do it. It's like, okay, I'm going to do it. Uh, but then it was quite good because then the workout with the GHG sit-ups came and I was just like, no, this is not worth it. So I just didn't do that workout at all. Like, I didn't want to yeah. put that strain on my abs. Uh, so it was quite good. It was a workout with that many GHGs because that didn't tempt me to yeah, try it. Yeah, yeah. Like if it would have been something else with, uh, I don't know, 15 reps for this many rounds, then maybe it's like, oh, I can probably do it. But now it was so mm. many. It started out with 50 reps, and I was just like, nah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and how did you feel? Like, so when you went back, like, how long after, say, the 11th of December did you start training? Because I know, like, uh, when Orla went back, she kind of followed... I suppose like Annie's model of kind of like take you know like waiting what on the outside might look like too long to do things like mm -hmm. other people like I remember she went back to the gym after Bodhi was born um a good like you know like relatively recently um and he's like seven months old now and I remember I remember she came home and said that she overheard someone saying is she is this her first time back now god how old is the baby and like so to that to that person obviously they were like oh why wasn't she back like you know oh, with her hospital gown on or whatever yeah. um but like i think she she just was like i want to be like 40 and going to the gym not like 40 thinking oh why did i go back too soon yeah. um but one of the things both times uh when she had a kid um and i've asked her if i can mention this i'm not just speaking on her behalf um uh, but she felt like almost like she didn't trust her body or something or like she had to that it just felt like abnormal like that it was just yeah. like it was almost like she was relearning things but then was mm -hmm. nervous couldn't trust herself fully to do things and then that it felt like she was kind of in someone else's body training rather than, like she didn't recognize her own body kind of when she was training yeah. did you did you have any of that kind of stuff uh I mean it's 
it's a bit scary in the beginning, like the first time you're going to try something or like for me, especially squatting and stuff felt really scary. It's like, yeah. I mean, I, I pushed a human out of there. Like <laughs> what's going to happen if I do a heavy squat? Yeah. Uh, and it's, uh, it is scary. Like, especially when you're trying something new or you try a weight for the first time and like, how is this going to feel? Uh, and then I found once I was back feeling more, like safe with myself I still didn't recognize how things felt and like my head wanted a lot more than my body wanted uh, for example in quarterfinals it was this uh, rowing and wall ball workout and I just did not have that last push like in a workout like that when you should be able to like end yourself and you'd be on the floor blacked out after like of course I was extremely tired but I was just I was sat like oh well, that was disappointing because in my head I was like, go, go, go. But my body would not agree with me. So like mm. I couldn't push. Uh, and that it was been like extremely hard to get back to. Uh, but for me it was like once I stopped uh, breastfeeding, I, I was breastfeeding for 11 months. Uh, and once like we started to ease off with that, then that slowly started to come back. Mm. Uh, so it's definitely like... Uh, a weird feeling of like maybe the head or your mind wants more than the body can do. Yeah. And kind of accept that and like build back and not accept, like uh, expect it's coming back straight away. Yeah. Like, you know, like breastfeeding is great. And like, you know, there's so many studies and everything, but like, it's so demanding. Like it's so like, like even just from looking at Orla, like she's just like used, you know, like so yeah. regularly, like she was just like, you know, three o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the morning, like middle of the day, like more breakfast, when it, like all the time. Yeah. It's just, yeah. and then it's like, it turns into a thing where it's just so easy. It's just like, oh, the baby's crying. I'll just feed it. You know, like, yeah. like yeah. it's, yeah, it's, it's hard. And then, you know, from our, you know, our experience with the two, they just don't sleep. Like I talked to like people who've had kids who've been bottle fed, fed. I remember one of my friends said once he had a kid just after we had Sloan. And he was like, how are you finding sleep? And I was like, ah, oh, it's rough. Like, mm. and she was a fucking nightmare. She had like silent reflux. And we used to walk with the buggy or the pram or whatever, walk around trying to get her to sleep. And then you'd bump the wheel coming in the door and she'd wake up again. And you just have to turn around and go again. And it's at like 11 o'clock at night. Um, and I was telling him this story and he was like, oh yeah, yeah, we're probably not that bad now. He was like, no, like we put her down at seven and then we'd have to wake her up at whatever eight for a bottle and i was like why don't you just give her the bottle before you put her to bed or put her to bed later then and he was like what do you mean and it turned out he meant we put her to bed at 7 p.m and we have to wake her up at 8 a.m for the bottle and i was like why are you complaining about this i was like that's yeah, more that's sleep than i had before we had a kid i was like she's like what um, um yeah we're not, we're not friends anymore um no he's an old friend um so okay so then like you make quarterfinals uh last year and then so are you like because obviously i think a lot of people like it must have been so hard with because like squats like strength is your bread and butter like that's your mm -hmm. that's your major strong point yeah is your strong point that you're the fact that you're strong um so like when you have to kind of learn to trust yourself and stuff again like 
oh god it must be just so difficult to be like oh here's this thing that i'm really good at and that i always do and that like as you said came naturally and was like in your dna yeah. or whatever to suddenly be like oh shit like what what if, what if? <laughs> yeah like that must be that must be really hard um tough mentally definitely and was that was that just like persistence that got you through it like just kind of like i suppose just similar to building up your strength you just kind of build up the okay. experience under the bar again yeah and even though it's been tough like i've always been like from the start of coming back i'm sure for some people it looked like i haven't been careful and i've been lifting heavy weights but you have to remember like what could i do before yeah. getting pregnant like what's 50 percent for me is maybe 100 percent for someone else so like you can't compare but for me like i have gone back slow in weights and i mean it took very very long time before i like even went to a fail like most of the times and still i would never go to a fail of any lift yeah. like i would build up and then uh, now today i could do a 65 kilo snatch and then next week i'm gonna try 67 and a half and even though that felt great, I wouldn't try more that week. Yeah. And then the next week I could do like, and I've just been like building it back like that and trusting that when I need my strength to be back, it will be back. But like, I don't want to push it. Uh, and I think that's been like super like helpful and successful. Like looking back now at quarterfinals this year uh, and I, I managed to do like a, a really good squat clean at 118 kilos. And the heaviest I've done coming back from pregnancy before is 111. But I mean, yeah. I also not tried more. Yeah. Uh, and do, you just... feel, do you feel now like me, uh, say mid 2019, like, are you back to where, like, do you think you're at your peak or do you think you're still on your way back? Uh, I mean, some stuff I'm, I'm getting there, but I'm still not there yet. Yeah. Um, but I'm also like as i said like i also not testing it to my max like before yeah, i would yeah. like, try to build up at maxes like quite regular and often like if i fail i fail it's fine then i know that was my max but still now like after 118 clean i didn't try anything more it was like you probably have 120 plus in the legs it looked so easy and i said but it's enough hmm. um because i could still then feel like some pelvic floor and i don't want to push it it doesn't yeah. have to be the best that day you know Hmm. Um, um so you uh you're in lowlands isn't that right for semi-finals that's correct yeah uh you qualified for the games there didn't you i did with the team yeah so that's that's exciting yeah um, look like when you, i'm kind of every time i look at the games leaderboard and click on the different semi-finals no matter what semi-final I go on to, I'm like, oh, well, that's the hardest one. And then I click on the next <laughs> one, I'm like, oh, well, that's the hardest one. That's so like, definitely we're kind of, the hardest one. <laughs> we're kind of getting to the point of the season now where it's like, like the cream is rising to the top. And like, mm. it's obviously, you know, the, what would you call it? The opening in the funnel is much thinner now. Um, And like, when you look at Lowlands, like, uh, like there's some like big, names like heavy hitters going to yeah. Lowlands yeah um are, like are you daunted by that are you excited by it are you like ignoring it or are you thinking about it how is that working no I mean I'm mostly excited to be honest uh, I mean for me even this year because last year like coming back and like 
training for this season has been far from optimal like with the breastfeeding and also we had a baby that refused to sleep like I had like three hours of sleep for a year um and uh, I mean that is not the best <laughs> uh so like going into this season was like I'm gonna do everything I can but I'm I also gonna remember like my year to train for this season had looked very, very different to everybody else that I'm competing against. Yeah. Uh, so like to not put a too high pressure on myself, uh, but then like going into quarterfinals and open, I was very casual with it. And then my placement reflected that. And I was a bit stressed and like, wow, I'm not, I'm not ready. Uh, but then when quarterfinal came and I was like, it's game now, then it's a different story. Like, okay, I can actually like challenge these girls in a lot of workouts. Mm. Uh, so going into quarterfinals like I'm I'm super excited and of course there's some like really big names like you look at Laura and uh, Gabby in my region at Lowlands they're like top five games finishers mm. uh, but I'm super excited to like go against them and see see what's gonna happen mm. what uh, like have you thought about your season as in are you looking beyond semi-final thinking say like in September when you sit back and think all right was it a successful season what are the things that would allow you to say yes or would stop you from saying yes do you think uh I think the biggest thing for me this year has been like really working on my like my mental game uh and how I execute and attack the workouts I think before I've been a bit I don't know how to say, but after a workout, I would just straight away be like, oh, I could have done this better and this better and this better. And like, uh, and now I'm really trying to like attack the workouts. So I feel like at least I, I tried my best. And was that not the best way to attack it? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, but like I, the effort was there. Like often now after workouts and when we reflect on how they were, I, I talk about my effort and not the result. Yeah. Uh, so if the effort's been there, then it's a successful season. So, like, I think that will be my my biggest, like, to look and how to reflect how the season's been is my effort in everything we do. So, yeah. like, for the my effort in quarterfinals, I'm super happy uh, because I felt like I was focused on each workout and like executed them as well as I could, like, no matter of the outcome. Uh, and that is kind of the like mentality and feeling I want to bring to semifinals as well to not focus on what the other girls are doing, but like, what can I do in this certain workout? Yeah, no, I think that's good. Um, it's echoing a lot of, I had Brent on the other week and it's echoing a lot of what he was saying. And like, okay. you know, he, he's someone I'd, I'd view as like, he's the pinnacle. Like he's like, you know, he was on the podium at the games last year and he was mm. saying very similar things of like, it's easy to get sucked in and to be like, you know, what was the one he said? He was like, oh, someone runs a mile in three minutes 38. He was like, I'm not going to just tie on my shoes and go running. Like, you know, he's like, it's not going to end well. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that, that's, I think that's a good way of looking at it. Um, how, is there many, um, how many prepared uh, athletes are, are going to semifinals? You know, does it, is there a team? Did it, one of the teams in quarterfinals last week, did they? so we have we have the team from crossfit walleye that my sister is yeah. on so they are going and then we have uh team is that lowlands as well they don't know yet they get to know in a week oh, or of so. course yeah uh and then we have the uh crossfit nordic team that came third which we have okay. 
uh, two prepared athletes in. Uh, and then we have uh, Victor Jungdahl, like another Swedish guy. He qualified. He's also going to Lowland. And then I think it's a, a Spanish guy and a, a Russian guy as well that have qualified. That's cool. Yeah, um, cool. yeah, that's really cool. Um, hopefully, I probably I suppose the best case scenario would be your sister goes to strength and depth because then I mean it's more expensive because you have to go to two semifinals, but it's better I because know, you're not distracted. Time, it'd be so cool to have them at the same. Yeah, yeah, uh, it'd, be, it'd be good anyway. But yeah, uh, it yeah, would also be exciting. good to have her at the same. <laughs> yeah, that's exciting. Um, okay, well, look, we'll finish with a quick fire. Um, so they're all either or. Um, so snatch or clean? Snatch. Uh, dumbbell or barbell? Barbell. Run or swim? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, run. Uh, row or ski? Ski. And sprint or chipper? Sprint. Um, cool. Well, look, thank you uh, for coming on. It's been great getting to chat to you and best of luck with semifinals. Um, hopefully I'll see you. I'm going to uh, Lola. I'm going to both of them, but hopefully I'll see you at Lowlands. That'd be great. Yeah, for sure. Um, and best of luck with it. Best of luck with your, you have another few weeks of uh, prep, I suppose, and then hitting the big stage. It's exciting. Um, yeah. Especially exciting because you've... Uh, did you qualify in 2020? Did you qualify through the Australian? I did CrossFit Championship or something. And what happened there? Because yeah. you you didn't you didn't do the phase one, did you not? No, because I got pregnant. <sighs> okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, as excuses go, it's fair. Uh, it's no. Fair. So it was like. I will make the story short. Like we, we were trying to get pregnant before and then like, I'm just going to compete until I get pregnant. Like you never know. It can take one, two, three years. Yeah, and then yeah. went to Australia and then qualified for the CrossFit games. And then like, Oh, what are we going to do now? It's like, Oh, we just see what happens. And then, uh, two weeks later, Oh, great. I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, but then yeah. like, Time, timing is everything. like that season was a mess anyway. So like, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, it was be, not the, the worst season to miss out on. Yeah, no, it'd be worse, uh, worse timing if you were like, I'm going to semifinals. I was like, oh, I'm pregnant. Like, at least that, yeah, yeah li- there was no live competition after that. And it was kind of weird. Oh, I know. Yeah. That's why I feel like this year, because 2019, I also qualified, but then they declared, uh, they declined it because I was going with the team. I qualified oh, out of yeah. South Africa 2019. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then 2020, out of. Um, australia but declined it again because then i was pregnant so uh let's see what happens i didn't realize that that 2019 so when uh when you were you immediately like nope or was there like a month of oh god like should i like would they be able to get another person like how did that work uh i mean of course it was like you think about it twice, right? It's a huge thing. Like you've been training since 2013 and wanted to go to CrossFit Games and then you make it and then you're going to decline it because you're going to go with the team. But at the same time, like we had agreed on the team already and like I wanted to stay true to that. So it was like, it was the right decision to make. But of course you think twice before you press that decline. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, Okay, well look, hopefully this year you get your, you get your accept. Uh, email um so yeah thanks very much and thank you so much for having me thank you thank you